All right, everybody. Thank you for joining me for another episode of hopefully your favorite occult podcast. I'm not going to say hopefully anymore because it is. <laughs> anyway, um, I have a very special guest today. We were just kind of chatting it up a little bit for a while. And you can find him on YouTube. His is Ife. How do you say your last name? It's with an O. <laughs> yes, that is me. Ife West. Ife West. Afro scientific spirituality. Yeah. It is a place where we separate the facts from the fiction, the science from the superstitions, and the concept from the misconceptions about African spirituality. So, um, very happy to be here. Thank you. He's going to clear up a lot of um, misconceptions today. Uh, I was just before recording, asking him some questions, and he knows a whole lot about this stuff because he's been doing it for a really long time. And we have some uh, mutual friends in the occult community. <laughs> so uh, shout out to Anna Minoria, who um, also knows you, who uh, is the reason why I discovered your work. Um, she had posted something on social media with one of your videos and I clicked on it and watched it and then found your channel. And I was like, wow, it felt, I felt like I hit like a gold mine here. There's all kinds of, all kinds of stuff here going on. So, um, I guess the first thing I want to ask you uh, about African spirituality is, is African spirituality like, okay, first of all, would you say that African spirituality is more of a culmination of occult practices or would you say it's like religious kind of pagan like pagan like practices, or is it a little bit of, of a synthesis of both? How would you describe uh, it as a whole? Okay, that's a very good question. The way we put it all uh, is that African spirituality is basically the spirituality of the African people, and uh, it is a natural aspect of their reality. It is the way that. Uh, they have been able to understand the universe and uh, how life works, how things flow in the universe. That's a great circle of life, the way that we say it in the, the uh, Lion King. So it is a part of them. It is an understanding, simply a way of life. And uh, the way they interpret all they interact with the universe in aspect of uh, trying to understand the miseries of the universe. So for them, it's a natural process. And uh, it is as uh, simple as living, the way of living, of uh, knowing of their reality. So it's not artificial to them. And uh, I think that is uh, my best explanation for it. Okay, that's a very good explanation for it. So um, as a way of understanding understanding the natural world, so like, because uh, I do, the little bit that I do know is I, my extent on African spirituality was like, is with the Orishas, which I kind of um, tie in with the natural elements of earth, I guess, like personifications of the elements, like the storms or uh, the sun, uh, wind, things like that. So um, at the very base ground level, is it, would you say that African spirituality itself is kind of pantheistic or is it more polytheistic or is it sort of just monotheistic? That's probably uh, a question. But... Uh, 
uh, it is uh, fantastic in the sense that it has to do with nature and uh, mm -hmm. they believe that everything that exists in the world have a spirit. That if something have a physical aspect, there's also a spiritual aspect and uh, tend to see themselves as connected to everything in the universe. They see themselves as not separate from the universe. They see themselves as connected to the land, the air, the sea, the water, and uh, invisible realities. And uh, when they interact with an object or with the elements of the, the earth, they try to also interact spiritually. They try to connect to that uh, elements that they are dealing with. So they believe in multiple deities. They don't believe in just one deity. They believe that every every uh, aspect of life has their deities, the spirits that is controlling them. So they don't venerate just one deity. They believe in so many uh, patrons, gods. And uh, the idea of monotheism, it's uh, alien to most uh, Africans. But above all, they believe that there's one supreme deity that is responsible for the creation of all other deities. But they don't really venerate that, that, that one, the way the, because they believe that it's too far from them mm. to come in. Mm. So they prefer to venerate the deities that are close to them, that they feel they can see or interact with on a daily basis. That is where the Orishas come in. That is where we, the water spirits come in, where the spirits of the air, spirits of the plants come in. So they work more with those ones uh, because they see those ones, they interact with them more than the supreme deity that is so far out there that uh, they don't really see. Wow, that that that's really rings uh, a lot of truth in other ancient cultures, you know, like that we've seen in like the Vedas, you know, it just sounds so, sort of Vedic-like where you know, Brahma is so far, creator of the universe, Brahma is so far away that there's hardly any temples or anybody venerating Brahma himself. They venerate all the other deities that are closer to mankind. It seems to be like a kind of a running theme in the ancient world. <laughs> yeah. You seem to understand that principle because that the God that is supreme creator of is so far that we don't even have time for us here. Why do we want to go and disturb him where they are? other people around that can actually do things that we can talk to. So just leaving there to do its own thing. We have people we can take care of ourselves, we can interact with the people close back home. That is the way they see it. That makes a lot a lot of sense. I know uh, personally for myself, as far as like get, trying to get in touch with divinity, um, it's I've always found it much easier to connect to an aspect of, <laughs> of deity yeah. than just the supreme. That yeah. nothingness itself, you know, like that just seems really difficult to do. <laughs> yeah. It's difficult to, like in the earth now, we have so many deities. But if you want to say, okay, which deity is the principal deity in this solar system? Is the sun, right? The sun is the greatest power in our solar system. Without the sun, everything we die. Exactly. So if you want to have all the deities right now on the earth in this uh, solar system, which is the strongest, the most powerful, it's the sun. No deities can say they are stronger than the sun. No one, all the Orisas, all the demons you're going to mention, all the angels in this area, 
they are not more powerful than that song. But still yet, another deity is responsible for creating the song, right? Mm -hmm. So we, we leave the song and go and be looking for that deity. We don't even know anything about her. We cannot even deal with the song enough. We don't even know much about it. So you see how it is step by step. So most ancient Africans, they see themselves as children of the song because uh, due to the, their connection to nature and due to the fact that the African is like the oldest race in the planet. So they see themselves as children of the sun. So most ancient Africans will naturally venerate the sun and also venerate all other deities as well. But the sun have a special place that is uncontested. So we know that very well that we don't, this is his place. They call him in ancient Egypt, they call him Amen, the hidden one. Your born one, Amon Ra, Amimon. So people have changed his name to Lucifer. He's still the same son, son of the morning, the bright and morning star. So his son, his son is still the principal deity that most Africans will venerate. So we are all children of the sun. Everybody, whether you're white, you're black, you are the child of the sun. So African spirituality is for everybody living on the planet. We are all children of the sun. Without the sun, we cannot survive. It makes total sense why why we, we should worship the sun though. Like yeah, I read. I mean, our food comes from the sun, or our life force, or bodies are connected to it. it. It makes all the sense in the planet. Yeah, like the sun is. I dare say the sun is God, <laughs> or a God no, that we should yes, worship. You know? yeah. For in our reality, the sun is God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's indisputable. <laughs> you know? Yeah, wonderful, man. That's really cool. Um, so how about like, uh, what about goddesses because i know goddesses are very very important too right like before yeah. the before the takeover of monotheism you know there is a lot more veneration with the divine feminine and i know like at this age right now that we are currently in there seems to be sort of a resurgence in like goddess everything you know within yeah. feminism. as the principal deity it's also a, a viewed in a masculine aspect as a male. It gives life, bring out the light, impregnates. The wife of the sun, some people say it's the moon, some people say it's the earth. But me, I would like to believe that it is the earth. So the goddess is the earth, mother earth. So we venerate the sun, we also venerate the earth, and uh, it has been personified as a woman uh, in ancient Africa deities, uh, African patrium, we personify the, the spirit of the earth. Some people call her uh, as Eteru, this ancient feminine deity in uh, Egypt, Eteru. We have uh, the name of the sun, some people call, sorry, the name of the earth in uh, my culture. We have uh, like Olokun, it's a feminine deity that represents the sea uh, as a way of expressing the life giver as water, bring, giving life to the earth. Without water, the uh, plants cannot grow and people on the earth will not survive. So goddess, uh, the feminine energy is uh, personified as a woman. So we venerate the mother earth, in this form of a woman that uh, 
is uh, giving beds to the to children. So we have this uh, trinity of the father, the son, and the uh, child, which is like the original uh, trinity in uh, ancient Africa. Uh, of a male, a female, then you have a uh, child. So the coming of the sun and the earth together, we naturally bring life to the planets. Uh, scientific principle, we say that the earth brings out uh, uh, the principle of electromagnetism. The earth is electrical, brings out uh, electricity. That the earth, uh, the, you know, the sun brings electricity, the earth brings magnetism, and then it combines. You have this electromagnetic uh, interaction that uh, supports life on the planet. And uh, the presence of the life, that interaction brings life from the humans came, the plants came, the animals came, and uh, the interaction of these two forces is responsible for life on the planet. So we are also children of that union. And uh, we venerate the sun, we also venerate the earth as a carrier or conveyor of uh, life, of supporting us, supporting uh, all life force, the plants and the humans on the planet. Mm -hmm. So it's like a meeting point for both of them. Okay, so the so, sun, and so, so basically the sun, we have like uh, Phosphoros, Helios, whatever you, the name, and then uh, Amun-Ra, and then we have the Earth, Gaia, the whichever that, kind of names, that. okay, and then the child, basically, like kind of the trinity. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. we are the children. We are the ones that are supposed to like protect the earth, look after the earth, preserve the earth, maintain the original state and harmony. But now we are killing the earth, destroying yes. it, uh, abusing yeah. it, and then we have problem climate change. And, uh, it's a pollution. crime. We're basically yeah, basically modern man has turned away from his mother, you know, and and their father, you know. You're yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, we are straight from the past. We are not living in harmony anymore. We are total in total disharmony with the planet right now because we are not doing our job as Ketikas, original Ketikas of the planet anymore. So that is the problem we have in now. So there is need for that balance to come back. Okay, so there you have it, folks. Um, in African um, original African spirituality, there is most definitely a veneration of the sun and the earth and recognition of us as children. This is really big because um, a lot of people don't have much understanding of this and need to have understanding of this. You know, if we're going to recognize um, spirituality at its core, whether whether it's uh, occultism or within the pagan communities, I mean, I, I put all that out on this on this platform, on this podcast, you know, I'm sharing information so that people can have the access to learn these kinds of things. So it's important to know that, you know, um, there are still people out there that have not forsaked their father yes. or mother, <laughs> you know? Wonderful. That's what I'm trying to do by creating this awareness. I really appreciate what you are doing with your platform so that people will get this uh, understanding and uh, Start trying to do what is right and try to see what we can do to release, uh, to relieve the planets. Because it's obvious that uh, 
the system, current system we are practicing will not help us capitalism. Uh, we're not really apples. And uh, most of the spirituality, the earth is practicing, uh, is toxic spirituality. Sorry to say this, but we have some spiritual systems that are not in harmony with the, the heads, like uh, Christianity or Islam, uh, something like that, that are purely capitalistic. And uh, instead of actually connecting people to the planet, they're actually taking people away from the planet. So. The kind of attitude that these religions have is not really good for in the long term uh, welfare of the planet. So that's why I uh, have the idea, I believe that more people should uh, take interest in African spirituality because it kind of brings harmony for people that practice it for a greater understanding of the planet and how to live in peace and harmony with also their neighbors as well. So, well, later, well, later on in this episode, I want to actually ask you, um, you know, some uh, simple, simple practices that one can like implement in their daily life for beginners who want to start honoring the sun or the earth. You know, something simple near, near the end, near the end. We have time now, but ask some. I'm going to throw some more questions at you, <laughs> but this is really good stuff, though. This is really, really good stuff. I'm learning a lot here um, as well. So my next question is um, now that we've established uh, exactly what African spirituality is and, you know, how important it is to venerate the sun and the earth. Uh, how about other types of spirits involved? Because I know with now we're kind of talking a little bit on um, like sort of like pagan like concepts, like earth based kind of understanding of things of, of spirituality. Now, how about within the uh, occult settings? You know, within the occult, there are a lot of, as you know, um, hidden, hidden pieces of knowledge on how to invoke spirits and contacting spirits. So, in African spirituality, is there any concepts of uh, angelic beings and demonic beings as well? Do those play like, a role? In African spirituality, we don't actually have some set of angels. Okay. What we have are gods and ancestors. And uh, wicked spirits. Those are gods. what we know. Okay, gods, ancestors, and wicked spirits. Our ancestors, if you want to say the dead, the ones that have come before us, our grandparents, grandmothers, ancestors. That's what we have. The concept of angels actually came with the Europeans, with the, with Christianity. We have no concept of angels. What we know is that they are gods of the land that should be venerated, and our ancestors should be respected, and then we have wicked spirits that don't mean well for us. These are spirits that are totally mischievous. They have nothing good to offer to humanity, but they exist. So we try to keep them at bay. That's what we know. So the idea of angels and uh, demons, it came with um, Christianity, European colonization. They are the ones that say that uh, they are angels. We don't have that. So if you are going to classify our African ancestors are angels. We'll say, okay, if angels are good spirits, well, the African ancestors, they are angels, but we don't really uh, classify them as angels. We still call them ancestors. So the way we view them is that uh, the gods are the deities that are set in place to oversee the welfare of mankind. 
different deities have different stations, different responsibilities that they do. Some of them are responsible for uh, roads, some for prosperity, some for protection, some for uh, judgments, for making decisions, for different, some for childbearing, infertility, marriages, they have different stations. So when you, or the Asian Africans need some things to do in respect of that, they venerate the deity for that very thing that they want, that very aspect. Then for general welfare, we venerate the ancestors a lot because we believe that they are here with us. They, the only difference is that they don't exist in um, body form, but they exist in spirits and they are always here in the eggs uh, looking out for us. So we venerate them a lot. Then we have these wicked spirits that don't mean well for humanity. They can express themselves from time to time in people having or uh, committing abominations, doing evil acts against their neighbors, performing what they evil. In Africa, we call this like witchcraft. It doesn't mean that all witchcraft are bad in Western imbalance. Uh, witchcraft is practicing uh, spells. But in mainstream Africa, we say witchcraft is when somebody do use spell to do evil against their enemies. So for those kind of people that are using magic to do evil against innocent people, when you, they are captured, and we find out that these people have committed abominations, previous crimes that we can't allow them to live in the community. We have these places that they call evil forests. We have a lot of them in West Africa. This is the place that we they put these kind of people. This evil forest is where they jail, they lock up these kind of spirits so that they cannot be able to come into the community. I talked about this in my book, evil forest, very common in, especially in West Africa. So evil forest is a place where they lock and chain these bad spirits so that they cannot be able to hurt people. We have cases whereby somebody will commit murder. When they, they are caught, after uh, passing judgment on them, they will still, after they have even been killed or executed, they don't even bury them in the community. You have to take the body and bury that kind of person in the evil forest so that the spirit will be trapped inside there so that they won't come back to, to the main community. But over the years uh, with the onset of colonization, most of those evil forest lands are destroyed. They were given to missionaries somewhere so that most of those spirits, I believe they might have escaped from those places, those kind of mysterious spirits then. Later on with time, when people commit abominations, they were sold into slavery. Instead of killing them, the community might say, okay, we will make some money from this person. We are going to sell you into slavery. They also did that as well. So we have no concept of angels on the European scheme. What we know in Africa are gods and ancestors and bad spirits. That's it. Okay. Well, I have another question about, about the evil forest. Uh, I know you mentioned in your book for sure. But for those who haven't um, who haven't read it or started reading it yet, like um, so, is the evil the evil forest? It sounds like it's like a temporary place, meaning like it could be hundreds of years or thousands of years that they could be trapped in there. Is there any chance of retribution for such wicked spirits? Like like in other, in other in other words, can like a can like a god one of the gods or ancestors reach them and maybe help them while they're in the forest, or do yes, they just have to yes. kind of recycle? 
when they are there, somebody can actually release them from the place. If somebody knows that they have been buried and maybe they are wicked ancestors, they can actually release and take the spirit from the place. If a, a magician or a native doctor or a DBA or African priests know what they are doing, they can actually release those spirits. But most of the time, the spirits are kind of, uh, they are buried with some incantations. They are usually tied and bound so not to reincarnate. If they reincarnate back to the real world, if those things are loose, I believe the spirit can be free to escape. Okay. All right. Okay. So, so no, of course, no angels, no, no demons like that. Those are concepts that come from more of like the uh, Christian and Islamic world mainly. Um, wicked, okay. Wicked spirits, like that seems to be kind of a uni universal uh, set of concepts, you know, wicked spirits, ancestors. Uh, I mean, it, when you look at history, though, it just looks like what happened was. You have um, the mother of all religions, let's just say, the mother of all spiritualities, which is what we're talking about, you yeah. know, uh, more of like a pantheism kind of polytheism kind of thing where we venerate the sun, our ancestors and the earth. And then uh, at some point when Christianity became, when Constantine uh, made it a state religion, all of a sudden there became a us versus them. Like, in other words, like, we're now uh, state-sanctioned Christians. Anyone outside of that is evil. So this duality comes about, and now we have a good versus evil thing. Now we have like a Christians are good, everyone else is bad. <laughs> uh, that is what we have now. So the good African yeah. priests were also have long time crump with the wicked ones all together inside one package. So you can't. It's very difficult to identify which is which right now. But there's definitely difference. The, there are spirits up that have different characters. So for most of us, as we say we are in the left-hand path, we don't all venerate the same kind of spirit. There are some deities that I will not even talk to because those are totally nasty deities. The African gods, they are not demons, the way the Christians have painted them. And if you start working with this different set of spirits, you will know that some of them are different. Not all spirits are the same. Some of them are really nothing good for to offer humanity. And when people come in contact with those kind of deities, you you see it reflected in the life of those people. So we that are claiming we are in the left hand path, not all of us are venerating the same thing. Not everybody said that that said that they are a child of Lucifer, actually venerating the real Lucifer. So we really need to be careful in this part that we are home. We are not all venerating the same deities that most people claim to say we are all the same. We are not the same. There are some deities that are totally evil, wicked, and wish nothing good for humanity. No, they don't want progress. They don't want anything good for, for this earth. But they are hard there. So you as a practitioner, how can you know which is which? That is the question that we should be asking ourselves. That's why it's good to go with or uh, to venerate uh, if you're a new practitioner, uh, venerate deities that are already popular. For instance, now if you are venerating any of the Orishas now, maybe uh, Shango or Batala or Oya, mm -hmm. then one day you just wake up one morning, you see Oya telling you to bring your wife or your loved one to sacrifice for you to become rich. How will you know if you are uh, person that is very conscious, so we know that this is not Oya speaking, because Oya have never asked anybody to bring their loved one to sacrifice them 
for, for them to be wealthy. You see this kind of thing. So you go, you ask the people venerating this deity. Uh, this deity said that I should bring somebody for human sacrifice. And we just tell you that is not who you are, you are talking to. She don't have that kind of character. You are talking to something else that is totally different. So you see, so we have this kind of deities that are out there. They will be pretending to be some someone goes, but they are not the real deities. We have so many of them in Africa. Even in the left-hand parts, we have this kind of, when you look at the modern day left-hand part now, what is happening? Everybody claims to be venerating the same deities, but the characters of people are different. The kind of deity you're venerating is always reflected in the character of the practitioner. Like when you're venerating most of these deities, they will never tolerate some kind of bad behavior. They must always tell you to sit up. They will tell you to, to they will try to make you a better person. They will not tolerate, you have to change. If you have some bad habit, they will tell you, no, you have to change, you have to drop this. But they will see some other deities encouraging people to live a disruptive life, to go around doing bad things, lying to people, shooting people, destroy, destroying people. And when you ask, what are you venerating? They will claim, well, I'm venerating this deity, and you know the character of this deity will not permit or accept this kind of lifestyle. So that is how you differentiate people that are venerating the right deities. One situation we have in Africa now, in Nigeria, the principal gods that are in various communities that were the original deities of those communities, they are not the ones that the present people are venerating now. Those gods have left a long while ago, and now some other evil deities have now stepped into their place, and the worshippers, the community people, they don't even know that the real deities, they have left. What they have now is some kind of nasty spirits that they are venerating that is now controlling the destiny of those people. This has happened in so many villages, many communities in, in Africa. In my own community, this has, this has happened. The original deity of my community is not what the people are currently venerating there. Wow. When I begin to do my uh, investigation, tracing the origin of my people, tracing it back in time, and I discovered that this is not the original deity. What they are worshiping now is the bloodthirsty demon that is always demanding blood sacrifice of animal sacrifice all the time. And the people don't even know anymore that this is not what they are venerating. But I was able to discover that this is not the real spirit. So a lot of things have happened like this, have changed. So as a practitioner, you need to be very careful. When you're venerating a certain deity, then you start, the deity starts deviating. You start doing things that is not in character with that deity. You should know that something is going wrong. But many practitioners don't know this. So that is the way that somebody will be doing something good, all of a sudden, they start changing. The next thing, they are totally messing up. You find out that they have stepped out of line. So this happens. We are not careful. So we have so many bad spirits running around, so many of them. And those ones, we love to get in touch with human beings. They are the ones that will be fastest to promise you wealth and everything that you actually want or to uh, seduce you to use it for their own uh, means. So this kind of things happens in spirituality. I'm really glad you brought that up because I remember um, years ago, I've had some uh, people offer to teach me uh, some African spirituality years ago. Like it seems like every few years of me doing this work, 
for many years now, but every few years, uh, someone will offer me something like, you know, hey, come learn from me or something like that. And I was offered to, to be initiated and it's something, but I declined because I didn't want to like kill animals, <laughs> you know, I didn't feel right about it. So it's just kind of like, how do you feel right? Don't do it. Yeah. Most of the time, agents are really money makers. They're using it to defraud so many people. I have seen so many people being scammed uh, with uh, African spirituality, especially Africans that are living in diaspora in America. Uh, they will tell you, you must come to Africa to be initiated. You have to be creating a certain stream. You have to come here to, you don't really need to come to the continent. You just need to know the history of Africa and uh, you connect from wherever you have a sand there, you have the name of your ancestors, you start practicing. That is what I have been teaching in my channel, how to practice African spirituality without actually coming to Africa. Because many times the people will come here, they're going to pay like $5,000, $10,000 for initiation. That is not enough. They will still asking you to be bringing money. All those are not necessary. But the people are just lying. And uh, most of them don't really know what they are doing. And the ones that still know they are being uh, victims of uh, dreams. So they have so many bad spirits. How are you sure that they are really venerating the real African deity? Most of them are not even venerating the real deity. Because the real deity will not allow them to be scamming people in that way. Right, it won't, won't allow because it's giving them bad name. But these people don't care, they're like uh, opportunists doing this. So part of me opening my channel is to teach people this, to stop many of them from, from this practice. And uh, I have really been able to stop some of them. Uh, made some impact now. Most of them know that I am here. Some of them tried to attack me psychically, it didn't go well for them. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's it's a little it's a little bit of a flame war happening right now because of some some fuckery in the occult community, as you know already. Like, <laughs> I won't I mention a certain name, but <laughs> you know, but like, yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of happening. But um, that brings me to my next question though, because you 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 brought up uh, some really good points and about how there are some mischievous or kind of wicked spirits that people blindly yes. follow and, and you mentioned the left-hand path now that was one of, one of the things i was going to say so is there an african spirituality is there a left-hand path also or is there just like i mean i know those terms are kind of what less defined and like yeah. the western categories you know um because i know right hand left hand really came from india that from what we know but um of course the mother of all spiritualities that we're talking about here like um is there something like a left-hand path which is more of like an individual kind of you know luciferian kind of path as a, as opposed to like right hand kind of stuff in african spirituality we have uh, the main african spirituality uh living harmony with your ancestors uh, we have different branches how i would say like sects it's like uh secret societies inside that there are a group of people that come together to be venerating a particular deity for some certain kind of uh, reasons or missions that they feel that they want to fulfill in this lifetime. So we have those kind of secret societies also in African spirituality, but they are very, very deep. And uh, those people, they don't really talk about what they do. They are usually 
initiated uh, their initiation has to be like real deep initiation these are people that we have actually take blood oaths not to reveal anything it's like a real secret society so we have those kind of things in africa although i'm not a member of any of them and i don't intend to join any of those things but i know that they actually exist and some of them are very very skilled with you know real african uh, um, magic, real high-level voodoo stuff that they can be able to do some stuff, some things with. We have those kind of deep secret societies also in African spirituality that we not say it's left out but for the way people see it, it's just like a secret cause in, in African spirituality. People that are members of them are usually uh, viewed as a, like separate kind of people. They are usually separated from human beings. People don't go near them that much. We have those societies in Africa. Okay, that that makes sense. That makes sense. So um, another question I wanted to have, uh, wanted to ask as well is, uh, you mentioned that um, a lot of people that follow like, you know, left-hand path these days are not really doing it correctly. You know, like uh, you mentioned Lucifer, is there um, any, is there like any kind of African equivalent to to Lucifer as the light bearer, or uh, or would it just be the sun? Yes, we have that uh, in many uh, African spiritual practices. Many of our uh, people venerate the sun. We have different names for Lucifer as the sun, like you know, Robo, we say Ogene, the supreme deity, in a Ibo, I think they have another name they call him, but Yoruba has theirs too. Uh, maybe they're like the principal deity that we see, like maybe like Obatala or something like that, the oldest, the wisest of the god, uh, the god of wisdom or something like that. But I would prefer to use um, Egyptian spirituality because uh, we have so many fractions or tribes in, in Africa. So for unity to remain, uh, Utmost, we need to find a way to a system to unify all the spiritualities together. So I prefer to use Egyptian spirituality because that is where we can all agree on. If people are not here anymore, if I'm talking about Orisa, somebody might say that this is my own. Why are you talking about it? You don't have right to talk about it. And if I talk about my own, somebody will say, "Oh, your own is. I have my own. You should not talk about yours." Okay, I'll bring Egypt. Nobody will argue. Ancient oh, that's why gotcha. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the equivalent of Lucifer is uh, Amemon, Ra, the sun god, the principal deity, the sun, uh, the light bringer. So we say that Amon Ra, Amemon is Lucifer in African spirituality. We venerate Amemon as the sun, as the principal deity of which that day there will be no life. So we see that force represents fully represent uh, the uh, spirit of Lucifer as a light bringer. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, because like, uh, all right, that, that makes a lot of sense, though, because um, like what you just described is the Egyptian terminology and names are kind of like a lingua franca for the whole occult community in Africa yeah. <laughs> and beyond, because like all of us can pretty much understand sure. that. Yeah, so Amun so Amun Ra would Amun Ra would be he would be the light bringer like Lucifer since he has so many names anyway. And so yeah, when the Christians say Amen at the end of their prayer, he's the God of the Sun. So he has not died since the beginning of he's still here. 
Every day people call his name in church. They don't know that they are still venerating the, the same deity. <laughs> Yeah. They don't know. Amen, amen, amen. You are still calling the Son God. So God is very much with us. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, he's been around a long time and he will be around a long time after. So not going anywhere. Even before the um the Halel and Lucifer was like a name, there was all these names for him already anyway. So that's pretty cool. Now, let's talk about the left-hand path a little bit, though, because this has been like a, a very hot topic, even on this podcast. Um, I've always kind of described myself as kind of playing both hands, personally, <laughs> at my own path, you know, um, you know, because they, they both kind of make sense to me a little bit. But I know when I look on social media and, um, you know, you hear about different news of certain uh, charlatans selling people certain types of spirituality in the name of left-hand path stuff <laughs> very funny how can somebody be selling satan how can i sell satan i've just imagined how can i sell an amora how can i sell lucifer but people are actually selling it can you imagine <laughs> i want to sell lucifer to you how much are you going to pay for lucifer you want to buy some lucifer today <laughs> 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 I would I would think honestly that Lucifer would himself would be like this is a bunch of BS you know what I mean like just <laughs> trying to sell my name out there. <laughs> so what about what I wanted to ask you though too though is like um, okay so no there are no real there are no real equivalent to angels and demons but like what about uh, when people work with like when people work with goetic spirits. Uh, let's just say the right way. Like, is that compatible in African spirituality at all? Like, if a person does both, where they piss off the ancestors, or is it kind of like piss off the demons? Like, what do you <laughs> or demons? So, like, with that deities, I view them as uh, ancestors. They are also our African ancestors that have been given other names. And uh, the seventy-two deities in the great uh, Croatia, we yeah. have records of seventy-two deities also in. Ancient Egypt as well. For whatever purpose, intents and purposes, this principal deities that uh, they have been venerated in Western occultism, I believe they have African roots. But where the names have been changed, or why did the deities decide to change their name, is another issue. But I believe they are spirits of the ancestors. They are not demons. Like I will not uh, uh, categorize them to be in the aspect of with those wicked spirits that I already condemned that we have in Africa. They are not part of those wicked spirits. These are spirits that are actually here to help humanity. They are, have different. They have different offices and different uh, role to play for humanity. And they have been here for a long time. And they have always been finding way to tell people that look, we are here. This is our work. And you can contact us if you need help in so so and so places. So I view them that they are our African ancestors. And uh, so the seventy-two them, goetic. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. So the seven. So what you're saying is the seventy-two goetic spirits yeah. are uh, African ancestors. I believe so. Yes, yes, the African, the African deities. Yeah, real wow. African deities. That is that is really interesting. Um, yeah, because like I I totally agree. They're not. I, I don't see them as wicked at all either. I 
I see them as uh, I used to always and I still do call them uh, the old gods. Like I just think they're just gods that were demonized by the church and named exactly. Yeah, exactly. They are demonized by the church. If you look into maybe uh, African spirituality from West Africa, we have so many deities. There are so many of them that uh, we have not been able to catalog all of them. Too numerous to mention, and most of them, when uh, they are not being venerated or the knowledge of their existence have been lost to a particular place or race of people, then we have to find expression somewhere else. But if we start tracing those spirits, we want to do a trace of systematic similarities or origin. I believe we can trace those deities very well back to Africa, to different cultures in Africa. Okay. Yeah, because like some of them have like different uh, offices and different like responsibilities and uh, things right. like that. Um, so are these are these ancestor spirits that you're talking about? Are they also spirits that that have like walked in, let's say, the underworld in like uh, other spiritual realms? Like, like uh, I guess an example would be like um, I'm you have you have me really curious saying this, by the way. So <laughs> I'm kind of wondering about because uh, one of my favorite spirits is King Pyman. You know, yes. yeah, King Pyman to me, it makes sense what you're saying because uh, King Pyman to me has a he has an energy of like and to me he has a I don't know it's different with other people but to me I've always thought that he has like an energy of like ancient Africa somewhere somewhere in ancient Africa it just seems like somebody I think so uh, his origin have been traced to the lost uh, civilization of Atlantis. There are some philosophies, some school of thought that say that he used to be a king in uh, uh, in Atlantis, and uh, he has reunited many times, and uh, now he has been identified as a deity. I will not argue with that. I believe that if somebody has been able to reach a certain level of spiritual uh, maturity to the point whereby Western uh, spirituality, we say that they have achieved apotheosis. They can become a god, and uh, they can also be venerated by uh, other by human beings as well. So I believe some of these deities are humans that have been able to reach that level of apotheosis that they are now a god in their own rights. They have ascended beyond the level of humanity, so they can be venerated. They can be called upon to effect change in this physical world. So some of these deities are very well. People like us that have reached that high level of spirituality, which we are actually walking towards. So I will not be surprised. In African spirituality, we have uh, people like ancient ancestors that have come so many times. They have uh, they have now become like gods. People now venerate them that this person is no more a human being. They are now a god, like Buddha, for instance. Now, yeah, we have they like that. So when uh, enough people venerate them, I believe they can be able to act in that capacity. So, uh, yeah, see, like, th that's the part of occultism that has always um, really inspired me to keep going with was that, you know, that like that, like that kind of goal. So you're saying that if we work with these ancestors enough and, and, um, you know, I guess uh, work Work maybe work. I don't want to say work out our karma, but work in a way that's virtuous, 
and like yes. we can basically eventually kind of like ascend like that. Is, is exactly. that what you're saying? Okay. Yes. Yes, that is the aim of what we are doing here. So I like it. I like why it. Why are we doing more now? Spreading awareness, trying to actually uh, push the raise the consciousness of people. We are actually doing that work in our own small way, but we are actually making impact. So we'll get there one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At some point, at some point, it happened, man. I, I t I'm totally like uh, not only optimistic, but I, I I believe it will happen eventually. Where because our hearts are like right there. That that's that's really set. Yeah, that really says something. So I have another I have another question about the uh, the Goetia spirits um, and the African ancestors. So there's 72 of them. There were so there is also something in uh, Egyptology about uh, 72 spirits as well. So like, what about the like caveats to working with such spirits? Because you know the unfortunately the spirits of the goetia are also considered to be dangerous by a lot of people you know because people equate them with um i mean we we know that the word demon doesn't really demon. mean they, it doesn't yeah, really no. mean what it means but a lot of people don't know that so when you say something like the goetia all of a sudden people become they start to sweat they get afraid like oh shit, you know you're working with something really bad like don't do you know what i mean like um like, is there any, like, if a, I guess what I'm saying is for anybody listening that may be curious, like myself, <laughs> who want to work with them more in the way of the of the ancestors, is there any kind of caveats or any kind of cautions that you can say that we may have, that we may need to take? Or, like, how does, how do, I guess I'm asking, like, how do we approach that, really? Uh, caution, cautionary theory. The way I say it, uh, spirits, uh, they have different characteristics, different patients of spirits. From my own experience, I have uh, come in contact with the Goetia. I've seen the Goetia spirits. In my own experience, I believe that these spirits there, they are, many people have been, uh, they have been in contact with people, many people for so long. And uh, most times they only, want to focus on people that are serious in the past. And uh, some spirits may work with a certain person, they may not work with a certain person. Maybe you, both of you don't have the same character or it's not time for you to work with them. So when I was uh, still early in my awkward practice, I come in contact with them. I tried to make contact with some of them, but I did not connect well with them. So I set them aside. Spirits that I really connected quickly with from the homestead where the Egyptian deities. From the first day I made contact with them, I felt it. I was really, I felt the connection with them more. Then I also connected with some spirits from an economicon as well. I connected with some, some spirits from there. Then uh, the in African spirituality, my ancestors, I connect with those ones, but I don't really connect much with the spirits of the Croatia. I don't know why. Maybe we don't really have much in common. But many people, uh, some Western people, uh, make connections with them, but I didn't really feel much connection from from them. Maybe we don't have much in common that much, or maybe the time I was. Uh, mm -hmm. Checking them out, it was not the right time 
for me to make contact with you. I didn't know why. But for the Egyptian deities, the first day I contacted them, wow, I could actually literally feel them and seal them all around me. Really? So it was like that. It was something else. So there are some spirits you work well with. If you want to uh, go for a particular spirit, uh, you feel that connection, you work with them. But if you don't feel anything, maybe it's not right for you. Maybe once some spirit can talk to me, they will not talk to you. I don't know why. So spirits that work with you, you work with them. But spirits that people can actually get in contact with, I believe uh, anybody can actually easily make contact with the spirits of your ancestors, the ones you are physically representing. Because you are their physical embodiment, so they are already there. They are not far from you. So if you want to make contact, they will be the first ones to come. But most people will neglect these facts. We will be thinking that maybe spirits uh, that are very far from us, we come when we have our own spirit right here with us, we don't even talk to them. We'll leave them, or we don't value them. They say, prophet at home is never accepted. So we're looking for spirits that are very, very far, but everybody has their own spirits that are their own legion that are already working with them. The ones you are representing that have been, you have the bloodline from the beginning of time. Start from calling those ones. Take your drink, take your libation, start giving those ones food, telling them things, and uh, see what happens. It's much more easier to connect with those ones than for we to start doing research to far away spirits. I believe that what these far away spirits can do for you, the ones that are already with you can also do those things. I believe so. But uh, it all depends in a way. Some people have strong ancestors. Some people have weak ancestors. I have seen this in Africa. Maybe somebody might be from a lineage. The people there the, that came before, they are not really into spirituality. You know these people that just come, it's all about materiality, drink, have sex and party. No spirituality, when they die, they will, their spirit is going to be like that, as stupid as they are. The spirit will still become stupid. It's not going to be super intelligent because they died. It's still going to be dumb. So when you have dumb ancestors, a lineage of so many dumb spirits ahead, you will not start to be calling those kind of spirits to help you. They may not know what to do because they don't. They are not even into those stuff during their lifetime. So how they how can they be able to help you? They don't even have any plan, any direction during their own time. But if you have ancestors that are really into serious spirituality during their lifetime, and uh, when they cross over. They already know their work, their responsibilities. So when you call, you have this kind of ancestors. When you make contact with them, they will quickly come to your aid. Mm -hmm. They will quickly do something because they already know that this person is going to call us. They're already in that vibration. So if you have some ancestors that are already good, advanced in spirituality, you are lucky. But if you don't have those kind of ancestors, you will ask, that is when we see people that are really looking for spirits that can actually do things for them. They start going out to find powerful spirits. They start spirit shopping to come to, to find the best one to work with. So that is another situation that can happen. So spirits have character. Some work where I read many grimoires, there are some spirits that when I see the stress of contacting them, the stress of following their procedure is too much for me. I just back out. Because the spirits I work with naturally now, they are 
already with me and they are easy to contact. So any system that is not difficult for me to practice now, I don't practice it because I look it as very stressful. Why do I need to do that when I just bring bottom and this thing and I've already done something very fast. I will not start to spend money to prepare this, prepare this, prepare all this long thing before, like in a Western of college, before you invoke a brief, you have to rule a circle, then you have to present yourself, you have to open a grimoire, you have to write down the spell, you have to buy so many things. In African spirituality, they don't rule circle. Have you seen any year they are ruling circle to protect themselves from any spirits? That is a waste of time because they already feel that they connect and we already connect naturally to the elements. So you just get your water, your bottle of gin and you start doing your libation. So that is much more easier for me to do. And <laughs> the same spirit, yeah, it's very easy to do. Before you draw your circle, I already make my incantation to my, to my deity. I already do what I want to do. You are still drawing the circle. So you see the long process of uh, Western, practicing most Western occultism. For me, it's long way. It's very it's difficult for me to practice. African speech, most of the spells I can do in 30 minutes. Uh, not, I say 30 seconds. I can be able to do some spells very fast that will take people up to 30 minutes, one hour to do. So wow. you see the difference, the ease, the simplicity of doing it. So take that in place. I think this one is much more better. So that's why I stick to practice it then. Egyptian deities, I never play with them because they are very, they are real and they are gods. Those, those guys, wow, I never play with them. So then the Fudong deities, so they are there. Then from my culture, I just took out one deity from my culture that I usually work with. I'm totally connected to that one. So there are not really many spirits I work with, but I know that I can count on them for, <laughs> for so many things. So, so you work with uh, you work with Egyptian gods, and then you yes. work with like maybe one law, I guess, one from your country, yes. like yeah, one. You yeah. said one of them, right? Okay, okay. Um, I'm, I'm not, not gonna ask you which one because sometimes it can be kind of personal. So I kind of. We're not even know this one. This one is not in a book. It's, this one is uh, not in those. It's not a research. I'm not from the Yoruba tribe. I'm from Robo. This one is uh, from my own culture. As is, it's not. There's no book about him. Nothing written about him. It's the deity of justice. But a very uh, popular deity. So I that one I work with that one a lot. Then I work with my dead ancestors. I have so many of them and they don't have job to do. So I need to give them job to do. <laughs> you know, like I I've kind of I've been wanting to do that for a while too, man. Like that's the one part I I, I mean that I can shamefully say that um, I have not like personally. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of work I've done over the many years and a lot of magic, a lot of spiritual stuff I've done. But like the ancestor stuff has been really itching at me for a while. You know, I, I think that's one of the reasons why you're you're on here. <laughs> but not just for me, for other, probably the listeners more of them than me, but also for me, too, because I, I learn things by doing this, this show, you know. Uh, but that's something that I've. Um, the ancestors made themselves known to me probably back in like 2012-ish, somewhere around that that time. Uh, I had an experience with a whole lot of them <laughs> at one point, but I haven't like I don't. It's as simple as you say, pouring a libation and kind of recognizing mm -hmm. them for the most part. 
That's it. Very easy to do. Very, very easy. You just get your libation, you get their name, you start calling, you call, you giving them the drinks, you call the you call the good ones there, you call some popular uh African ancestors, Michael Jackson, Martin Luther King, Marcus Gavi, Malcolm mm -hmm. X, Bob Mali, um Dr. John Eric Clark. Ones that and, did uh, good for everyone. <laughs> all the good guys, you call those guys, you call, you mix the melting pot, you you give them the drink, give them the food, and you light their candle, you give them the It's very easy, it's as easy as that. This is what they have been scamming many people for that. They want to teach people African spirituality. Taking thousands of dollars for. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you, you start from there. Uh -huh. Once you start doing that on a regular basis, you're like creating a vortex. You're creating a vortex with your altar. And uh, once that presence is already there, you will start feeling the presence and doing your meditation and you're good to go. You already started. There's nothing more, nothing, nothing less than deities we work with. They are not uh, stressful deities. They are deities that these are, they already understand you. They already understand where you're coming from and they want the best for you. So they are not going to like uh, put you under any condition. They expect you to use your mind as a mature individual to work with them. Except you start totally misbehaving to the extent that uh, you have you become a nuisance, and then we just leave you on your own. But if they see that you are really trying, you are really making effort, you are really making impact to, to make a difference, they will always come to your aid and they will direct you to the right places at the right time for whatever you need to do. And uh, you also need to be also hard working as well. Most people, the approach to spirits, for what I see is that uh, they have this. Uh, notion given by Christianity that uh, the spirits are like slaves, that you just call them, offer them a bribe, give them a sacrifice, and you go and sleep, they're going to solve all your problems. It's not like that. You give the salary, you still need to still try to put some effort in whatever you are doing. Right. Right. Okay. Does Now, as far as one thing I was going to ask you, <laughs> okay. uh, is a cigar okay for not for offering for ancestors too? Like a cigar? Yes, so yes, dead spirits. Uh, I noticed that they like cigar. Me, I used to smoke, but I'm trying to quit right now. I have an issue with one of my ancestors. One of the main offerings is um, smoke, and I don't want to smoke anymore. So I don't give cigar to that person anymore because I want to stop. There's no way I'm going to buy a cigar and I'm not going to smoke from that cigarettes. And right where I am now, we don't even have the original cigars. At least those ones, the nicotinamide rustica. Those ones are still good. Those ones don't give cancer. The expensive cigars. We don't have that yet, but I would have preferred to smoke those ones. What we have is these um, stick packets that uh, are poisonous and I really want to stop them. So I don't, I don't give that person any cigarette, but I don't want to smoke. So I tell them anything I can give you but cigarette, I'm not going to, I don't want to touch that stuff anymore. It's killing me. Dead spirit, if you can smoke or you smoke, they really love tobacco. I don't know why. Spirits of the dead, they like smoking. They like to get high. African spirits like to get high. <laughs> they like to <laughs> That's one thing. Well, I was wondering about it because it seems like a like a lot of like like melanated spirits here in Africa, like South America, now, Americans, they like tobacco. 
I'm all of them, love tobacco, all, all of them, Prince of the Dead, since when they cross over, like, you know, tobacco is like him, you push it till the smoke into the air. They think they can easily absorb the essence of the tobacco. It's already an offering to them. Also, when you burn insects, too, they love the insects smoke. It's just like you're giving them insects. So they like that. So I have other things that I give them insects in place of the cigarettes. Then my alligator pepper, people will give them in Africa. Uh, I think they're okay with my bitter cola. I give them this one. I think they're fine with this one. So now, but smoke, I yeah. don't want to. Anymore. Yeah, I was curious because like I don't smoke, I, I don't I don't drink or smoke actually, but like I was wondering like could I just like buy some tobacco leaves and put it in like something and burn it for them? Like if that would be yes, okay. You can do that. You yes. can burn it at Yes, you can do that very well. They will still like it. Yes, they will love it. Especially okay. if they are I'll do that. <laughs> I don't want to smoke either. I just wanted to kind of like permanently. Then one yeah. thing they like about frankincense, you can get frankincense insects. They like it a lot. So you can get that. Another uh, leaf I use, this is Dogoriaro plants. I take the leaf and I boil it in the night as an offering. I can give them that one as well. So but I give them food. Once in a month, I prepare traditional food, just prepare food on the altar, drink, and uh, give them. The more you give these things to the spirits, the more they are strong and active to be able to work for you in the physical world. So you need to be giving them these things from time to time. Okay. And um, as far as ancestors go, you said like we could start with like the really popular spirits and maybe like our own like passed on grandparents, things like that. What about like... Um, because like I'm from the diaspora, you know, so what, what about, I've always kind of wondered... Like I know different practitioners from the diaspora do it differently. You know, the ones that practice like Ifa or Santoria or something like that. Um, but like, what about us from the diaspora who are, are kind of like, our ancestors were the ones that were brought over. You know what I mean? Yes. They were they were brought over. So do we just like honor the ones that died and survived? You know, um, can we just, uh, you know what I mean? Like, because we don't have, have like, we don't have, a, we don't have a retail so, culture. Way, yes, the culture that uh, is the same culture basically. The ancestors all over the world, African ancestors, we are all universal. So you honor the ones you know, the ones in America, then you you connect them. Any African person that have actually done things to advance the world, advance our uh, the spirituality or to move humanity forward. That person is worthy of calling his name like me. Do I do I call people in America? I call people in uh, my country, I call people in Egypt. The African the Egyptian days I always had them. I call Amera, Heteru, Anubis, Sekhmet. I call like five, six of them. I always call them because they are all part, so I connect everybody together. Then the ones on the land, you should not forget the very land you are staying. You also we also call those ones as well. We had them to the mix. So all of them we yeah and partake in the feasts. So that is how we call them. So when you start calling them, there's no way five or seven of them are not gonna listen. <laughs> yeah, and they always listen. Yes. Well, wow, that's really cool, man. Well, I want to get into some other subjects here too. Uh, 
on this topic that we're doing in African spirituality. So um, I know we we were talking earlier and you had elucidated to, to us that um, a lot of our spiritual baggage came from the like uh, European kind of Christian kind of mindset. I was going to ask you about the role of uh, Satan, you know, like because we're talking about left hand path stuff and Satan is um, as the adversary, a very popular spirit. And, you know, the current uh, ethos of the left hand path. Is there any such equivalent in um, African spirituality or is that is that just more of like a borrowed kind of, um, you know, Jewish invention that we've been calling on, you know? I don't personally work with work with Satan, that aspect of Satan, but I think it's fascinating, though. <laughs> so I, I like to ask about it. You know, African spirituality, uh, basically, we also have the the occulta. We have uh, spirits that are like uh, tricksters, not that they are set up the way like uh, Christianity created this myth that this opposing enemy of God, that is uh, the ash enemy of God, that is all about uh, destroying humanity, then grouped all African deities under that living. What we have in uh, African spirituality before the advent of uh, Christianity, we didn't really have a Satan in that way. What we have is uh, a shoe the trickster spirit, which is also the deity of the crossroads. But we don't really regard him as an uh, adversary the way Christians are uh, pushing a Satan. So we just a spirit that uh, when you want to go to the world of this, we want to contact the rest of the deities. It, like, it's like an intercessor between uh, men, uh, people of this human world and these people of the spirit world. So issue, very popular. Some people call him Baba Legwa. Uh, some people call him the keeper of the gate at the crossroads. And uh, it's not set up, it's just a spirit that is dead that when you need something and you want to contact the spirit world, is someone that will test you to find out if you are really worthy of, of who you say you are, what you, you really deserve, what you want. Or, if you are somebody that is uh, greedy or have evil intentions, it can actually kind of tempt you in a way to expose who you really are or to put you in trouble, something like that. But it's not like Satan that is there to destroy you, to take everything good from you and destroy your life and lock you up in hell forever. We don't have that kind of concept. Then we also have, uh, we some people still seem like an opposer in a way. But the way we view it as issue on its own does not wish uh, destruction or evil or bad will on humanity. It is fellow men, fellow humans that have that kind of mind, that have that mind. Just like, uh, look at it's like a gun. You can use a gun to protect yourself. You can use it to do evil. So that is how you do it to protect yourself. I mean, to protect ourselves, you mean? Uh, people can use to they can besiege issue for different kind of requests, and uh, why people really is really popular answers to many kind of requests that people want to do. Even selfish requests, it will grant them, and uh, later on the people will also see the repercussion of the such requests that they have asked. 
So people really approach issue for many kind of things that maybe things they don't deserve or they want it. So they will say, okay, let me petition issue to get this thing. And uh, they, they are very desperate that they are ready to do anything or to do something that is very dear to give offer something that is very dear to them to get it. And should we still give them the reach because they really wanted it? It's not his fault. So you really want this? Can you give me this? People say yes, I'm ready. Okay, should we give them? Do this? I give you this. And so it's that kind of deity that's always negotiating deals, negotiating lots of deals. So people go to meet him, and he knows how to negotiate all kind of deals. That's the way. But it's not the opposer. The way Satan is in our Christianity. Okay, thank you for that. Um, I have another. My next question. It may be a little bit. In the words of um, Demetrius, this may be controversial. <laughs> he says that all the time. Um, anyway, my controversial question is now is when someone mis uh, misuses the spirits, and the case example I'm going to give is certain magicians or witches or sorcerers, when they take the knowledge when they take um, the names of these spirits, like let's just say the 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 law, right, or the Orishas, and they're selling them online and telling people to hex other people with them, and becoming very popular using their names. Well, can these spirits right. get pissed off and actually um, retaliate, or or is that like yeah. below their nature? And maybe they're like, well, silly human, we're not going to retaliate. That's what you guys would do. Or do they just go ahead and like, do they basically, yeah, I guess I'm asking like, do the spirits retaliate or just do the spirits do anything to like protect their own names from time to time? The way I see it, uh, I've seen this a lot. How people abuse spirit names or spirit to defraud other people, to lie, to kill, to even kill people. I've seen this thing a lot, but me, in my heart, I know that I cannot do this kind of thing because if uh, those people must not really have conscience, you know that this deity exists, you know the capacity of this deity, but yes, you are using their name to say, uh, the deity sent me, like, I cannot come online and say, uh, for instance, this Lucifer, tell me to tell you this, I was just using the name of Lucifer, or Christians, I would say, God, tell me to tell you this, um, the messenger, those, I believe that they are really condemning themselves. The spirits might leave them for a while uh, to do what they want to do, but what, when they die, I believe their spirits are going to be trapped by this deity. They are actually going to be slaves of this deity because I don't see why the deities will not really forgive them for using their name to do evil to destroy so many lives. So these people, I believe that they are actually condemning their souls. In a way, although I don't believe in eternal domination, but they are making themselves slaves of these deities. Because now they are using their name to scam people. There's certainly a price to pay. And those people will definitely pay those price. Like, if I am in a place now, a place of authority, that somebody is using my name on my signal to deceive and destroy people. And uh, certainly that person, I have to come after the person one way or another. So I believe these people that we do this, but when they, after they have finished their lifetime, only in this life, they are going to pay for those crimes. They cannot fully escape from it. 
there's no way they can fully escape because I bring the name of this deity down in uh, to distribute and any deity that is worth a source or is onions or is ashes or incense, we want to redeem their name. That's why I see it. So these people using the name of these deities there, these charlatans, they are going to pay one way or another. They cannot escape what is coming to them. They cannot escape. So that makes me, that's why I know that most of them, they are not really working with the real deities, the names they are trained out there. I'm working with this, I'm working in this, this um, stages, washing plates for me, doing this for me, we're drinking tea together. That's not the real deity. The real deities, we never allow that kind of banter, that kind of um, trash talk. We never allow it. So Are they working they are with trickster spirits? Yes. They work, they're working with tricksters? Okay. They're working with those trickster spirits, those uh, Caliwax, those kind of spirits that I told you we used to lock in the evil forest, those bad ones, that is what they are working with. They are not working with the real principal deities. Those ones, they are not working with the deities that I work with. The deities in Egypt, those uh, Amera, Amimum, and uh, Eru, those deities will not allow those kind of nonsense. They will not allow it. I was kind of wondering, yeah, I was kind of wondering about that. that kind it, of it yeah, it, it doesn't make sense that that they that like the gods would even like allow people to do that. Like I know I know I understand that we live in a free will universe, you know, but like I don't I was thinking like, well, the integrity of what we're working with, like that's the key word is integrity. So you think like spirits which have a um, an intellect um, awareness, they, they have a set of a type of awareness that's like, a, a if I can say above humans. That they wouldn't really support that, you know. Somebody will not support that. The real deities that are they keep players, uh, they are not going to support that kind those kind of behaviors. So that's how you know these people posing. They are not really working with those deities, and you can see it in their work. When you listen to such people, you listen to their channel. You, there's nothing productive that is really the kind of things they talk about. Nothing that's going to move your, uh, uh, that's going to advance your spirituality. That is going to really. Uh, move you forward. They are all what they are saying is how to trap you in a box, in a simulation. Whereby they will be the one that they are the one that control that simulation. At the end of the day, they are, they want to sell you something. They have to sell Satan to you. You have to buy a book or you have to buy a very expensive service. Then they're going to promise you that this deity uh, is going to do everything for you. It's going to change your whole life. But when you look in the real life of these people, they don't have anything. They cannot live well. They don't have a respectable house. Some don't even have a good car. They are living on minimum wage, almost quarter to homelessness. That's where you find these kind of people living. For somebody that is in high level, telling they are in this high level, rolling with the edge and lots of hell, you should expect that their physical life is supposed to be balanced with the spiritual life, right? Is that how that rich spirituality is supposed to work? When you practice real spirituality, your physical and your spiritual life have to be balanced. I'm not saying you're supposed to be super rich, but you'll be living a fairly average life and it's okay for surviving. You will not be struggling to survive. The person will not be seen like uh, somebody that is uh, living on a social security or maybe in an homeless shelter. You cannot be talking to deities every day. Then you cannot be able to manifest uh, average living condition for yourself. It's impossible. You see this kind of things, but I see most of these people, I see their life, I see that they are really struggling. 
I wonder what kind of deities is, they are not talking to the real deities. They are just here to take money from people. And then I'm going to sell a piece of paper for a thousand dollars saying this is a pact. Why don't you do that pact and make yourself a millionaire? So this, this thing, I see it every day, I laugh. I say, well, okay, this is the game that they are playing. But I know that the deities that they are using their name in vain, they are using these names to defraud people. Their deities are also washing them. And uh, there will be a price to pay. There are some lines you don't cross. In African spirituality, we know this very well that you can play with people, but when it comes to the ancestors, you don't play with them. You're playing with these deities, they're going to come for you one way or another, and they're going to get their pan of flesh. Mm-hmm. So these people doing this, they are low level spirits, and they, are, they will get whatever is coming to them. If not in this lifetime, in the afterlife, they are going to get whatever is coming to them. They can't escape it. It's as simple as that. Okay. So, so, so like, karma is there. These people believe in no karma. Can you imagine? Even nature is balanced. So you see the way these people think. They, they say there is no karma. Just complete destruction is their own way of evolution. This kind of thing. That is the way they think. So it's very funny for me that this set of people, they are being controlled as spirit by spirits that wish nothing good for them, that wish nothing good for humanity. If you follow that kind of spirituality or 10% of this earth, follow that kind of spirituality. We cannot live on this planet. We just cannot exist. And these people are pushing this kind of spirituality out to the world. That is not the way it's supposed to be practiced. Something is wrong. Whoever is speaking through those guys, the destructive, evil, rotting spirits that want nothing good, whatever spirit these people are channeling, it's not the real spirits. It's not the the real good spirits. You should know that you run from those people. Well, that's, well, that actually brings me a little bit of relief, even though I, I, I felt internally that these particular charlatans I'm thinking of weren't using their real spirits. But it, but it, but it makes me feel really um, comf- confident about it because, you know, oftentimes, you know, when I do this podcast, I'm talking to real real practitioners, you know. And outside of that, I hear people talking about these kinds of practices and these types of gods. And I don't like the fact that um, these charlatans are using like these real deities, the real gods and the names of the, of the ancestors in vain like that. It's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. Everybody we know that they are not, they will not tell you that they are not doing the right thing. You right. say, okay, these people are venerating Lucifer. They say, I am also venerating Lucifer. I'm shy of Lucifer as well. So we are the same. See, right. we are all together. Right. But it's wrong. We are not the same. They are not venerating. They need to claim leg- uh, uh, legibility. So they have to say they are venerating the real deities like you to make you encourage uh, draw closer. But when you bring these people in here, you find that they are toxic people. Look at their lifestyle. You see the kind of lifestyle. These people, most of them are drug addicts. Serious hardcore drug addicts. Anybody that comes in contact with them, they destroy. Some of them destroy their life, their families, no relationship, nothing, nothing good in this physical life. No, 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 no. Real spirituality, your life it should be should be reflected in you. When people see you, you should be a positive influence to everybody you come in contact with. That is how you know that what this person is practicing is, is, is good. You are in harmony with nature. You don't become a destructive force or a, a cost to anybody you come in contact with. 
So there's a difference when you meet some people you know, when you see this set of people, you run from them just by looking at them, everything they represent. You know that we are not talking to the same spirits. You might say it's the same, but no, my deity is different from your own. You see them, it's, the, the difference is clear. But uh, many misguided souls are there that knew they are after new people coming to spirituality that can't easily spot the difference. You see, that's why we have to come outside with our own channel to say, look, there's an alternative. Not everybody is like this. We are not all practicing the same thing. See, this is simple, it's easy to understand. Try this, you try this, you see the difference is clear. That's why we need to come outside because if we leave the game for them, everybody will say that uh, that's how it is. So the good people also need to speak out. So it's not that it's not the same thing. Don't listen to them or try both sides. Go and meet them, you try, test everything that you at the end of the day, you make your decision. So that is life for you. Okay, thank you for that. Um, I have another controversial question to ask you since we're on the controversial topic. So my next one, um, the next question I want to ask you is about initiation. Because uh, oftentimes when, we, when we're speaking of, you know, different African spirits, I've heard many people over the years, many people say that you cannot go near like any African spirit or an Orisha without a Babalao initiating you. Now let's make like let's go ahead and I want you to clear this up for the listeners. Is that true that, or is that, that false? That's another I know the people saying this is my people in Nigeria. Those people I know them, the people that are saying this very thing. It's just a way to take money from people that you need to be educated. <laughs> I have been a victim to all these people. I have been a victim. I have seen. I have really worked with them. The first. Babalao was the first African that started practicing African spirituality. Who initiated him? Who? Where was it? If the, if it must have been the spirit that it initiated that God. person directly, God. right? Yeah. If the God initiated that person, meaning the gods can also initiate me by myself, right? The gods can come down to wherever I am in any part of the world and initiate me. So why they say that is that it is they need that initiation money. That bread, they don't want you to pass them. So when somebody is coming to the life, everybody, every child comes. There is no babalao there when your parents were having intercourse. <laughs> there is no babalao there when you were born. There will still be no babalao when you leave this life. So when you want to do any initiation, except the initiation is for something that is very, very specialized. If it's for African spirituality, you don't need any babalao. Me, I, I have been to many initiations, but I would say my real initiation is the decision that I made to study and practice it in my heart. That is the, that is the initiation that I am using to practice it and teach people today. It's not whatever decoration or others are just waste of money. So you don't need any initiation to start. If you want to start, the thing you need is to know African history, to get a good record of African history, not the one that was whitewashed uh, in school. You need to know the real history written by the ancestors of what really happened to Africa. How did Africa really get to the situation that we are in right now? How did we fell from race to this level? You need to find out what really happened, what went wrong, so that 
that you can be able to understand how to live as an African and how to avoid the mistakes of the past. That is the thing you have Then You need to start communicating with the spirits on your home. Any of them you feel drawn to, you try to read about them. If you see them in your dreams or you feel drawn to them or you see them coming to you, you just close out to them and you start talking, start asking the same questions. What do you want? Have we met before? How do we proceed? Simple as that. You can practice African spirituality from any part of the world. You don't need to come to Africa. You don't need any initiation. You don't need to buy plenty ticket to come and book hotel to bath in a river and store African clothes. You don't need all those. It's not just waste of money, man. They know what they do. When they tell you to come, I know how they defraud people a lot. You come by before people start spending ten thousand dollars, uh, twenty thousand for what? If you really feel that you have that pressing need to visit Africa, you are your home. You are good to visit to see things, but if you say you are coming because of the initiation, it's not really necessary. Okay. okay. Thank you. Yeah. Um. I, I was wondering because like there's a lot. I've, I've you know I've been on discussion boards, which are not the best places to go honestly, but <laughs> for many different reasons. But sometimes it's kind of tempting for me to kind of look on there and see whatever, see what's in other people's consciousness. It helps me come up with content to create as well. But, um, you know, some people will say things like, uh, I feel, you know, uh, Oya or Yemaya uh, talk, yes. speaking to me. And then, someone, and then someone might say, well, you have to go to a Baulau to get initiated so because you can't, you know, you might be able to go to Eshu or, or, or Baba Legba. You know, because anybody can work with them, but you can't work with the other ones because they're not, you know, they're they're like gate, they're like gatekeepers or keeping you from them. And I'm going, this this just sounds like sounds like bullshit, actually, because it sounds sort of like uh, Catholic. Exactly, that is what it is. Yes. Yeah. That is exactly what it is. You don't you don't listen to them. Funny enough, we still get this bull, this BS every day. When I post this online, I see people talking about this. I don't even have energy to argue with them. I just look at them. If you yeah. want to walk with any deity, you will feel drawn to that deity. The deity will find a way to contact you. And once the deity starts contacting you, since we start falling in line for you to walk with that deity, we happen like a natural process for you. And when it happens, you will know in your heart. So it's not like going to, because everybody is uh, going after Baba Legua. I should also go after Baba Legua. You will not get to, you don't know if that person is having uh, historical connection with Baba Legba already. You don't have that connection. So if you are going to venerate Baba Legba because it's a cool thing to do now, spirituality is a fad. People are now, spirituality is actually cool now. People have rocking spirituality. Now it's a rock, it's a rocking thing. So everybody wants to be spiritual. Which date is on, on the fly? Today is this one, tomorrow is uh, Lilith. Everybody will rush over to Lilith the next day. Everybody will rush over to it's like it's like a rocking scene now for uh, people. So it's not like that. If a deity, that's why it, you need to really settle down and focus. You start from your ancestors' veneration. From there, the deity that we want to work with you will come to you. Like I have a story. When I came to this country, came to Kivet, it was in April. I said, okay, I'll be here now. I will just be meditating because I have a lot of time on my hand. My plan was to be meditating three hours every day. 
So I say, oh, there are some deities I really want to work with. I cannot start working with them because I have time. So every day I was meditating, I started with Kali. I've always been fascinated by her. So every day I would meditate about three hours. Three hours, use my beat just to this particular. I did it for more than a month. Then I had a vision of her. Okay. She related me to an experience I had with her over 12 years ago in Malaysia. At that time, I was still a Christian. I had an encounter with her. She told, she told me she was that very deity. Then she pushed me to another deity. She left. Then Santisma uh, Moete came, a deity you know her from in, uh, Mexico. I never planned to work with this deity, but it just, she just came, just like that. Since that one came, I have been kind of venerating her, working with her. So I didn't really go out looking for her. Like I didn't really plan. She just came on her own like that. Boom. I don't. I was not planning anything. That although I, I don't even know who she really is. I was thinking she was all part of the uh, Santeria page. I don't know she's a standalone deity. I never knew that until I started researching and started discovering that this deity is totally different. And uh, I'm, I started discovering this about the deity and everything was just moving in harmony. So I didn't go like searching for her. She came out. So I believe that it can happen to people. Like you really want to find a deity that is uh, the right fit for you. You might be with the wrong deity or maybe something will happen. The deity will introduce you to another deity that this one is right for you. It will come naturally. As far as you have already set that intention, the right deity that we work with, we find you. We look for you, and when you both of you see, we just click, just like that, and we start uh, working together. So that is the way I see it. Okay. I told you we have research uh, I have some friends still, but I don't really work with them. My main friends are Egyptian deities. <laughs> those are where my guys are. So I connect more with those guys, even more than. Uh, the Orishas, but I have like two main friends in the Orishas there that I don't that I don't play with. Yeah. So you know, everybody has their own connection. You have your connection. Yeah. You have to find that which deity is right for me. So you just focus the, the deity we come. You just have a little patience that we have here to you. I like how you call them friends. <laughs> you know, you have some friends that are that are Orishas. Have, some... Wherever they have come, they can never go again. We already know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just have to stay like that. Yeah, Good. that's pretty cool. So, like, I want to I want to talk about the uh, Egyptian deities with you a little bit too. Um, like, I've always been really drawn to uh, Egyptian deities. Of course, Amun Ra, because I worship the sun. <laughs> you know, yeah, that even the composite deity as well, and um, yeah, I, I, I like, I, I like the uh, Egyptian ones a lot as well. But um, is there any correlation between the Egyptian gods and goddesses, and then the Afri and then the West African gods and goddesses? Yes, like any, kind of correlation. I actually did a YouTube video, three uh, sets on my channel about uh, the African deities. Uh, I use the Orisha painting because it's more complete. I link the correlations with the uh, uh, Egyptian counterparts. Then there's also a record of that in this uh, book written by uh, uh, the great oracle of Teuti, written by Ra uh, Ifena. He's an American guy. 
The Great Oracle of Deity. Very nice, powerful book. Very powerful book for, I recommend it for all people that are interested in uh, African spirituality. That book is very, very deep. If you want to know more about African spirituality, you need to read that book. He also mentioned, I think it's in chapter 17, they also bring out a correlation of the uh, Orishas and also, and also the Egyptian deities in that very book. Right, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, because um, like, yeah, they're really popular deities. I just was um, wanted, I've just started in recent years for me, from my worldview, um, I've just started noticing uh, Orishas popping up all kinds of places, you know, like there's like where I, I live in California and I've seen people do classes on them. <laughs> I've been yeah, to like a class. Well, yeah. yeah, I, 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 I just, there's this great spiritual awakening now going on in the planet that is going around. People are becoming more conscious. People are fed up with the systems that the world has presented to them that this is the right system. People are fed up with government, politics, religion, especially religion and politics. They are looking for other alternatives. They have started researching uh, alternative religions, all kinds of spirituality. So there's a great awareness and we see the deities coming out now people have started venerating them. Same way you see charlatans trying to make money of this uh, great awakening. Everybody's coming out. So the deities, they are good to know. But uh, I believe that the essence of us practicing any kind of spirituality is to develop our human capacity. So if you try to study African spirituality, you should also find a way, also improve on yourself. The essence of spirituality is to make you, get you more in touch with nature, in touch with the inner self and uh, improve your, your capacity to be able to influence and create change in the greater world, the greater society. So if the spirituality is not doing that, then you are not practicing, you are not doing the right thing, you're not practicing well. I, I, I concur, I definitely agree with that. Definitely do agree with that. Um, now my next question is, I also want to talk a little bit about uh, like DNA a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of clear. This is like another, <laughs> another hardcore topic as well. It could be a very complex topic that can stretch for a long time, I'm sure. But um, so, what do, what do you know about the correlation between, if there is such a correlation between uh, DNA, which some have equated as the Akashic records living within their own bodies, um, DNA and like the gods and the spirits, like they connected. There are some spirits that are connected to our DNA. I'm not. And I'll just for the record, I want to say to anybody listening, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that one person because they're born someplace might be more um, better at connecting to a certain god or goddess than somebody born in another place. I'm not saying that at all. But there is something about the DNA. Like I know in your book, you in a, somewhere in the beginning of your book, you did mention like how there is DNA that was um, like kind of like junk DNA. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I actually started the, that book actually was a compilation of different uh research studies about mm -hmm. the origin of uh, humanity uh i tried to talk about quantum physics from the afrocentric perspective because mm -hmm. i've seen many cultures have written books on uh, quantum physics chinese wrote a book uh japan wrote many books on it even the indians have wrote their own book relating from their own uh, uh, cautious. Well, I've seen that there's no book that have been written on African view of uh, quantum physics. 
So I believe that book is the first book ever written about uh, the apocentric view of quantum physics. And I try to trace the origin of humanity by bringing out uh, scientific records. These are records that are verifiable, proving uh, facts. I try to put in a lot of scientific evidence because there have been so many arguments about the origin of humanity. Some people are saying that uh, uh, it was Sumerians, they were the first people before Africans, and so on, uh, front and back. So I try to bring a direct chronology of events. So I was able to trace the origin of humanity back to Africa, bringing evidence of the oldest scientific records. I traced the origin of quantum physics also back to ancient Egypt, bringing back, uh, bringing evidence of uh, quantum physics practice in ancient Egypt. I traced the origin of spirituality, the first form of spirituality that was practiced in the world, traced it back to Sudan in Africa with scientific evidence dating 250,000 BC before the birth of uh, Jesus Christ. And so I was able to load, uh, talk about the mitochondria DNA, which is the DNA of a black woman that is the uh, DNA, the root DNA, where all of that race have been traced to emanate from. I brought that in scientific evidence. I also brought that uh, uh, DNA, the ghost DNA that was recently discovered by the Human, Human Genome Project in West Africa. That was in last year, uh, where they talked about uh, the West African DNA have a known origin that is uh, a component of it. So I was able to use this evidence to prove that Africa is a root race of uh, this current earth as it is. I'm not saying it that because I'm an African, this is what science said, this is what all the evidence so far have proved and spiritual evidence is there and I was able to back it up uh, confidently in that book with a lot of evidences. Then for DNA connection to the spirits, I believe that quite naturally all humans uh, originated from Africa, so they migrated from Africa, even the Europeans too. All humans on the planet, irrespective of race or color, in this modern day are all children of Africa. So the African ancestors belong to everybody. So it does not matter that uh, you must be black to before you can practice African spirituality. I don't believe in that, but I believe that is a misconception. People that are saying that, uh, some black people are saying that, but I believe the, some of them are angry due to the situation of the slave trade and the oppression that black people have experienced in the arms of uh, religion and early colonizers. But the truth of the matter is that they are all children of Africa, even the ones that are maltreating and oppressing African people. It's just that they are lost. They are lost. They don't know greed and capitalism and hatred and feel their heart. They don't know themselves anymore. They have become so disconnected from humanity, from even the planets in their quest of trying to feel that they are superior to everything, to even your own planet. You are still superior to your own planet. You have not disconnected yourself from nature, from eating natural food, from even interacting properly with your planet. You are now totally an alien in your own planets. We have people like that. So. They are still children of the planet. What are we going to do? We have to find a way to manage their situation by still trying to teach them that they are going the wrong way. So we have to use maturity to deal with this kind of people. 
So that is the problem we are facing today in the world. One of the reasons I want more people to practice African spirituality, even most, I prefer more Europeans to come in because at least we have less Christians and Muslims causing problems. So I believe more people practicing African spirituality will make this world more a better place than people practicing Christianity. People terrorizing, blowing up themselves in the name of religion and killing other people. We don't do suicide bombing in African spirituality. <laughs> At least that is for sure. There are many things we don't do. We don't do uh, capitalism and greed. We don't deceive people to take their land and promise them empty sky in African spirituality. So I think it's much more better religion. So we'll be happy to see more foreigners practicing African spirituality. It's a win-win situation for everybody. But some of my African brothers don't see it that way. They are believing in gatekeeping African spirituality because they feel that, oh, the white man has taken everything from us. He's going to take our spirituality as well. No, 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 no. We cannot let him take this for us. It's still the will that we can be able to find a way to bring them back to their senses, to live in harmony with the planets. African spirituality can be a way of doing that as well, of uniting people. We just have to watch out for the charlatans that we want to use it to defraud their own people. Now we see some white people practicing Africans saying that they are brokers, doing nonsense. I was in a conference last year, I've said it many times. A white lady said that she practiced African spirituality and she intercedes for the ancestors. She said she wants to do libation. The first name this lady called was Shaz Darwin. Shaz Darwin, that was the first name she called. I was so shocked with this thing. I said, see, this person does not even know anything. If you have understanding of history, you know that you will never call that name in doing your libation. You see this kind of thing. So they have to have the right knowledge. They have to be willing to learn the history. So once they have that intention, doesn't matter the color of their skin. I have seen many African people that are practicing Christianity. Now we are talking about African spirituality. My fellow black people, many of them in Africa, you know they look me like a very bad person. They look me like a demon for practicing African spirituality. Many of them don't even talk to me because they think that I'm an evil person because I'm not a Christian. Well, so we have that here in the United States too, though. You know, we have we have that here. My I have family that's Muslim and Christian as yeah, well. Even my family, most of them have even stopped talking to me. They have totally cast me. I think that maybe I'm a evil person because I choose to go the way of the ancestors. Mm -hmm. I don't choose to be controlled by this religion to break out of the religion. I'm like an outcast. I'm treated like a reader. I don't mind. I'm living my best life. Now, most of them are still trapped in whatever they are believing. So we have Africans that are that hate the, that are enemies of the continent. The people causing problems in Africa today, they are not white people. They are black people. People selling, taking all these loans from China and selling the country into slavery currently. They are not white people. They are black people. So we have so many enemies that are black people, more than even white people right now. So if sincere white people want to really practice African spirituality, do we have to chase them out because they don't have the right skin color? Does it make sense? Check no. this kind of thing. I don't, I don't believe in that. I believe in doing things with intelligence. Uh, I practice common sense spirituality. So Africa for me is like a throne. 
is uh, is the people. Once you have the mindset, you whether your skin color, as far as you have the love for the continent, you have that mind of moving the planet to a better place. You can practice African spirituality, and I believe that if you call on the ancestors, you call on the spirits, your resources, they will answer you because they see your hearts. They, they will always come to you. And if you also doing the fake thing, people will still know. It's just a matter of time. You normally say you can fool some people, but you can't fool all the people all the time. When you start abusing people, defrauding people, people will know bad news travel very fast. So we're it also does. gonna know that this person is uh is not doing the right thing. So for everybody, uh, we appreciate it if more people, foreigners, we learn it. They should need to know the history. You don't need to have a particular bloodline uh, before you practice African spirituality that you must come from Africa. All those people saying that they are just lying, lying, gatekeeping, and a lot of jealousy. And uh, well, maybe they are trying to get angry. But if there's a way people can practice it, you practice your spirituality, don't put it in people's face, you practice it codedly, then you leave them, you, it will work for you. As far as you have a sincere heart, it will work for you more than most people that try to push. You go online, you see people, are you, immediately you see their profile pic, you see they want you to know that they are spiritual. I look most of those people, maybe they are like young people. Uh, you will see them with going out with chains and all sort of lockets, telling and announcing to them that they are more spiritual. When you go close to them, they don't really know anything. They don't even practice it properly. I have seen many kinds of these people. So it's not something you show and you announce to people that uh, everybody will just see you, you know, start judging the book by cover. So it's not something you, you show off. It's a way of life. So the way I practice mine now, when I was younger, I used to wear can show people that was years back but now when you see me the last thing that you want to associate with is african spirituality because i show nothing i'm not i don't put any kind of thing to let you know that i have practiced that so, but that yeah. is how i decide like it's nothing wrong with that though it's definitely nothing wrong with just kind of like you know just doing doing you and blending in and not not making it like a show i definitely agree with that oh. Um, I want to kind of get into, um, before we close out, I, I want to ask a few more questions for sure. This has been pretty awesome, though. Uh, so, there, so there you have it, people. You don't need uh, a bubble owl to be initiated to start working with African spirits. You need to get your incense, get your drink, and do your libations. You will need to get some, you know, some sand, though. You get some cemetery sand to link you with the ancestors. I did a video on that, how to get the sand from the cemetery to prepare an altar. You need to prepare an altar. Yes, you need a focal point. You will need that kind of thing. Then, if you can get your hands on some traditional items, it's fine. But if you cannot get your hands on there, you make do with what you have at home. Once you start from there, little by little, you're building the momentum. You start going deep into the mysteries, then you can also plant a tree, uh, a sacred tree. You can plant a tree. This is a tree we plant with our blood. Grow the tree with blood. You give the tree life. Become a living tree. That is when you go deep. You know how to do that. You do that in your garden. You have your own sacred tree. You have already started. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it, man. I like it. I like it. So um, I kind of want to. I kind of want to go back, jump, uh, kind of circle back to the um, the gods again a little bit. So you work. You work with. Um, you work with Egyptian deities, and you work with ancestors, and you work with, um, like you said, a couple of Loa, right? A couple of the uh, yeah. voodoo, voodoo spirits. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, now, when you when you began working with the um, Egyptian pantheon, Egyptian spirits, did they was it were you just kind of naturally drawn to them, and you kind of reached out to them, and then they started kind of in contact with you or, or did they reach out to you first? Uh, the way I got in contact with the Egyptian deities, uh, I used to be a Christian, a very hardcore, you know, this a uh, Bible pushing, uh, non novice Christian, and Christian extremists. So I got fed up with the religion. So I was looking for a way, I was looking for kind of deeper meaning in life because I've been practicing Christianity. I was almost 31 years then, now I'm 41. I wanted to have explanation the Bible. I've read the Bible cover to cover about twice. I'm still not satisfied with the explanation. I was looking for deeper explanation. I've been to so many churches, I could not get real explanation. So I started spying into the occult world. I'm trying to study more about the occult to find out what these people are really talking about. So. I come across this organization, the Rosicrucian Order, online. This oh, organization really? is to know from. Yeah. I'm familiar. I'm familiar with them. I'm not. I'm not a member, but I'm familiar with that order. Yeah. I was a member, but I later uh, left. So when I and you know they venerate the Egyptian deities. So as I saw the, I said I need to be a member because I want to know what is really happening. I've heard so many stories, and uh, I really want to know. So I registered online. Immediately I make that payment. That night, uh, there were so many things that spirit that came to me. I was like surrounded with uh, lots of deities that they were dancing. I can actually smell them. I can actually, they were so happy. They were dancing with me. I was dancing, I was singing. I used to sing party a lot in uh, Thailand. I was playing, this deities actually came to me. I'm not playing, they actually came. And I know that this is not, that is how they start coming to me. Then when I started meditating, when I immediately I closed my eyes, they start coming, this guy said. So that is instant, it was just instant. That is where I encountered them. And that is where I started my journey. So normally when I started the meditation, I was under the impression that the way the Christians were saying that if you join resecution, uh, in the night, Satan will come ask you to sell your soul, blah, 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 this kind of childish talk. Nothing happens like that. The people only welcomed me, then they gave me access to their library. When I log in, I see books. These are books I have not seen in my life before. All my life, I grew up in Nigeria. I was up to 31 years. I knew nothing about African history because they don't teach it in schools. The only teachers that we were in jungle, then the white people came to deliver us. We have nothing. Africa was the old jungle, we know nothing. The Europeans brought everything to us. I don't know that we have civilization, we have great history, we have done so many things. This is the kind of miseducation they teach to us in Africa. So the books we are talking about Greek, what they teach us in university, my first university I went to in Nigeria, they were teaching us that civilization started from Greece. So I was reading the books in the uh, persecution uh, library, 
the Greek philosophers we are saying they came to study in Africa, in uh, ancient Egypt, ancient Libya. So I was shocked. I was say, I said, what? These people we are saying that they have universities in Africa. How come? All my life I never knew. So I will start reading, reading, reading. I discovered that all the Greek philosophers came to learn in Egypt. So I started, that was when I started tearing into Egypt. I would lock myself inside the room for a week. I never come outside, just reading about everything about ancient Egypt, reading, meditating, reading. That is how I was able to cover up to 500,000 BC of African history before Christ. I read up to that level of all the things that uh, happened. How, um, that was how I was able to know so when I actually discovered, I say, oh, so these are things that have been eating from me from all my life. And I was so stuck in Christianity, I was afraid that if I leave Christianity, my soul is going to burn in hell for all eternity. So I wanted to be sure to redeem my soul. So I need enough evidence to convince myself that the path I was going on is real. So I read a lot of history, Roman history, Greek history, uh, Hinduism, Buddhism, all sort of books. I was just when I got a lot of evidence beyond reasonable doubt that the religion was lying. I kind of went mad for almost two years because I felt I've been deceived all my life. So I instantly switched from the uh, Christianity and the uh, only I went straight into black magic. That was how I came into the left hand path. So I said, so all this black magic. <laughs> yes, I went Ooh. straight deep into the pool. The way you say you jump into the primordial pool of darkness, I jumped in. I just switched totally to the left hand part. I start studying all these deities that I've been saying, you know, Satanism, demology, the, the ones that are saying that the bad guys, Lucifer, uh, Azazel, and uh, Lily, all the bad guys. In fact, I start making friends with all of them because I now discovered that if Jesus Christ and his angels that have been pretending to be the good guys, are the really bad guys. That means all these demonic deities, they are the good guys. That was why. <laughs> so I started, I just wow. in that day I made a pact with the first uh, dark deity I came in contact. I was just making pacts with all of them. That is how I started studying the left-hand path. So since then I went deep into the left-hand path, I started running over green walls, rolling over stuff. Then meeting people, finding, looking for other practice. That is how I got, got into the left hand path. So I started studying them. Then it got to a point that I discovered that now I know so much about the left hand path. I don't really know much about African spirituality. I came to realize because when I was a Christian, I was avoiding African spirituality because they told us that the Africans, the worshippers are demolished people. I never go close to them. So I now went to Africa, start making friends with them. I created a group on WhatsApp and brought so many African spirituals inside to try to see how we can develop the spirituality. That's how I started my journey of unifying them. Then I started going from one to one to try to initiate. That is when I started discovering the scam and the problems in African spirituality. So I've actually been through a lot in this part. <laughs> but the good wow. thing is my... Meeting them, interacting, have given me so many in-depth knowledge and experience with that is with them. That is why I can be able to talk about the left-hand path because I have been there and African spirituality. I can be able to bring the two together to tell you they are strong and weak points. 
and to actually go into details about both of them because I actually studied them extensively. I have done many rewrites with many uh, left-hand part black magicians, some of the big names since I have done things with them in Africa to have met some big uh, shots in been to many shrines. I know how they practice the scene and actually witnessed all the good and the bad side of it. So all those experiences now are not part of me now. So do you still practice any any left hand path work at all in your work that you do still? Yes, I still follow it up. The what I have focused now, I have not like uh, condensed into my own system because I've uh, studied so many of them and I find out that uh, the system, I totally understand the system. I have traced some of the principal dates I worked uh, with, I traced to uh, ancient Egypt. Now, I prefer to work with just a few set of deities because you cannot work with so many spirits at the same time. I have a life to live. I live my regular life of my business, I'm running my social life, I live that. And I still do this uh, spiritual work on the side. So I have many things to do. I cannot uh, run after so many days. I just have to take the main ones. So, okay, my ancestors, you have a place. You that came, uh, you also have a place to the main man. You, this is your place. Then uh, some other few guys, you are going to be with you. They're not the rest deities uh, there. Most of why I give them libation also. I want big happy family. You cannot work with so many. You need to find a few that you have to focus on because there are just too many. I would love to work with many of them, but no time. I need to live my life. Part of spirituality, you need to enjoy life. You need to balance the physical and the spiritual. It must be balanced. Absolutely. Yes. So I have a life to live. We need to find time for everything. So the ones I have now, they are okay for me. Now, and they are good. The work they can do, they, I trust these spirits, like, what they can do for me. Other spirits, uh, I don't need any more spirits. These guys are okay for me. They can do anything I want. And they are delivering so far. They have been delivering. They have not let me down. They have been doing their work. I have to do my work. They, they have been good guys. I really like them. And I'm so happy that I, I'm able to connect with them in this life. That is my greatest happiness. Everything that I was able to be awakened in this lifetime to have this knowledge and to also to be able to do some work to spread some awareness. That is my greatest happiness so far. My greatest achievements. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, it's been it's been delightful having you on here, man, today, uh, talking about all this stuff. Uh, this it's been really great. I was gonna ask you about how one can be can begin um, working with ancestors and working with African African spirits, but I think you've already kind of cleared it up, you know, yeah. like, like what we need to do. You've already kind of kind of walked us through that. Yes, yeah, yeah. You get sands from the cemetery. You create an altar, mm -hmm. then you get your libation and start calling their names, giving them food and drink and insects. That is where you start from. As you do that, you find time to be meditating a uh, few hours a day. Or nine times. The more you do this, the more you get connected. And uh, they will start coming to you. You start having clearer visions. And you need to reduce your meat intake. Very, very important. Although we used to eat meat in Africa, but for what I've seen, that too much meat in the body weighs the spirit down, make the spirit heavy. You need to reduce your meat intake. 
to various minimum so that the spirit can be light. Then not too much alcohol. Then just eating more fruit and just live in peace. Learn how to live in peace with the environment, in harmony with the environment. Try to get a friend in the water day. You got to get a friend from the sea. You get one from the land. You get one from your ancestors. Make friends with one spirit from all the elements. Just make friends with, uh, get one spirit from each element and you'll be fine. And the ancestors, very important. Okay, really cool. Well, folks, um, Ife West, you can find him on uh, Afro. What, what is your channel? Afro Scientific Spirituality. Afro Scientific yes. That is Afro Scientific Spirituality on YouTube. Please check out his work. Um, I, I, I like what you're doing. I think what you're doing is very important for the um, the whole spiritual, all the spiritual communities, you know, the occult, um, I can say the pagan communities, uh, spiritual communities in general, like need to hear this information. And I'm going to spread this like wildfires. But uh, thanks for coming on, man. Really appreciate appreciate you having you on here. And I'd like you to come back in the future again, and we can talk yeah, some more uh, about yeah, this. I'm delighted to talk to you again. It's an honor, and uh, I'm very grateful. And uh, I want to thank you for having me here, and I want to thank the listeners and your fans. And uh, questions and comments are welcome, as usual. I'd like to hear your opinions and what they think about African spirituality. And I hope to see them in the future, to talk to them again. Wish you a wonderful weekend. Thank you, thank you. And I would like I want, I want to go ahead and thank all those um, supporters of this of this podcast project, The Far Side of Midnight. I appreciate everybody listening and um, just you know just taking a part of this and stuff. And if anybody wants to reach me, you can reach me at Roderick Z at protonmail.com. Uh, I also have um, a Facebook account under the name Bodie Mind and. I guess that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> so until next time, um, I'm going to have you on here again in the future. We're going to kind of talk, you know, because you're the first person ever on this podcast to talk about this. I haven't had anybody talk about uh, African spirituality yeah. yet. Yeah. Why many people are afraid to talk about it, or maybe they don't know what to talk about, or maybe some people belong to certain others and they tell that you cannot talk to uh, about African spirituality outside. But I don't belong to any other. I am a spiritual revolutionary, <laughs> so I can talk about it. <laughs> well, I appreciate appreciate you having on there, man. So, uh, everybody, Ife West again, Afro Afro spirituality, man. Check out check out his YouTube channel, and um, yeah, keep supporting the work, man. And as I always say, uh, happy summoning. <laughs> so, again, peace. Peace. Okay. Okay.